It's Tuesday, the 31st of January. It's time to get your grin on with the Grincast. Here to discuss the world of gaming. I'm your host, Ace, and joining me this week are... Goes Goes. Oh. And Niall. Hello. Welcome one, welcome all. We've got a bit to talk about. There was that Bethesda Xbox showcase, which we're going to talk about in depth, I'm sure. But first, what you've been playing, Goes Goes. So I uh, I managed to finish Blacktail, which is surprising that I finished a game. I can't remember the last time I finished a game. And uh, last few days I been actually playing Aragami 2. I went back to that. I never got very far in that game. Um, either I got distracted with something else, or I I don't know. I I stopped at some point and I never finished. Really enjoyed that game. Yeah, actually, like, one of the problems I had with the game was that I found it a bit too easy, and uh, yet when I was playing it over the past week, I actually got to a point where gameplay started getting interesting. Namely, they introduced enemies that will detect when you kill nearby enemies, and uh, enemies that can stealth. And also, there were some missions with areas that just had a lot of stuff in it. A lot of enemies, uh, a lot of buildings, stuff like that. More busy areas. So I got a bit re-engaged with the game. Although, because I took break, I'm not sure if it took too long to get to that point, or if I was just dragging my feet. (laughs) I take it you haven't encountered the enemies that appear inside the floor and you can't hit them. Spoilers! <laughs> that, that bug happened to me during a boss fight. It was very annoying. Oh, there are boss fights? Well, technically. Yeah, it's, I definitely found new appreciation for the game. I think originally I tried to play it more to too much like a traditional stealth game with a lot of like waiting slowly getting in a position waiting and executing uh whatever i needed to do whether it was taking down an enemy or getting to an objective but over the past week i found it found that the game gameplay can be a bit more hectic even though it's a stealth game and most of the time, like you can stay undetected and there is not a lot of action. Basically, instead of waiting, you can do different things to get to the to your target faster and uh, knock them out and then move to a different spot right away, stuff like that. And yeah, I started to enjoying the game more because of that. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Yeah, I, uh, I fully intend to finish it. Well, you finished one game this year, so I have high hopes for you. That's hard to do these days, finish games, to be fair. Yeah. Niall, what about you? Played a bit more Battlefield 1, even there. Not a lot. I have tried to play a bit of Evil West. Couldn't get on with it. Got very bored very quickly. Oh. I know. It's, it's my kind of game, really, but just... You know, when you get to a point where you're sort of trying to force yourself to play it, and you're like, well, this is no fun. I can't just 
force myself to endure it. So I sort of give up with that, to be honest. Yeah, that's me and Elden, Elden Ring. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Like you've got a game that you think, oh, I, I, sh- I should. It ticks all the boxes of the games I would normally play, but nah, I couldn't, couldn't want jallying with it. So I sort of give up for now. I might go back to it and just put it on easy mode or something at some point, just to blitz through it. Oh. Um, Gabe Newell wouldn't give me a refund for it, so I've stuck with it now. And I actually ended up playing uh, Resident Evil Outbreak File 2 on PS2. Ended up finding a copy. It was quite expensive, to be honest, for a PS2 game, but it, it's a classic. So, yeah, I went back to doing some PS2 retro gaming. Yeah, that's interesting. Outbreak Files 2, was that? Yeah. The Capcom released two, the two Outbreak games, which had Outbreak and then Outbreak File 2, right at the end of the PS2 sort of life. So they don't really ever get remembered. A little bit more weirdly, they were actually multi online multiplayer focused games. You can play them just with bots. And the AI is horrendous, but the whole point of them was that you played them with someone else, which AI we could never do in PAL regions anyway. So that game pretty much just got sold like half arsed in, in the UK, but Oh my god, there's a zombie elephant. Yeah, there is. Sorry, I'm looking at the screenshots on GameGrin.com. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It has, it, to be fair, it's a really good game because, um, it, well, I mean, if you if you're used to if you liked Resident Evil, the, the like one, two, and three from the PS One, it's basically those. So tank controls, fixed camera, set in the same time, set during when the when Raccoon City was being taken over by zombies and and all that jive. You pick from like a group of characters. They've all got their own abilities. They can all do different things. They've all got different levels of strength and and like inventory space. And they basically just built on those old games. So now you can use melee weapons. Or if you come across a locked door, depending on which character you pick, if they're a stronger character, you can just like boot the door open and just things like <laughs> that. It's just like uh, it's quite an interesting take. Like you could see when they made it, they put so much love into it. To be fair. And like I say, it's even got the online capabilities. Like, it's weird that they built a PS2 game designed for online play, even though like no one had it. But yeah, it was made with such love, and it's a shame because it is a quality game. Uh, well, both of them are one and one on Outbreak One and File Two are both both great. They've got great scenarios, and they, they got a nice blend of well at the time like new areas that had never been explored, but they blended those with bits from Resident Evil Two and Three. So it's sort of like, ah, yeah, I'll see what they did there, all that, that fan service sort of stuff. Think what we need, really. Especially now that online play is so, like, the norm, we need an Outbreak File 3. I don't know why Capcom do not make this game. They have tried lately so much to create online Resident Evil games, and they're all absolute trash. They're all dead by daylight. <laughs> yeah, there's a like... They're just not good, and I don't like a co-op-based Resident Evil game using the new RE engine is easy pickings. So I don't know why they're not just doing that. I, I don't know. I mean, the, the game I suppose is so obscure that even Capcom have forgot about it, so it's they seem to anyway. But yeah, I, I found myself a copy of that for twenty odd quid, which whew, I think it costs more now than it did when it came out, but. <laughs> I'd played it for so many years. I was like, "Oh, I'm going to have to get that now." I've seen it, and yeah, I was enjoying that for a couple of hours yesterday. Not fair. Left field one. Me, I, I've, I've talked about Lost Judgment enough. I finished it seventy-two hours. It took me. 
in total over the course of like five months. But rather than talk about that, I wanted to talk about, uh, well, I, I told a uh, PR company that I'd talk about this on the Greencast, and I meant to do it last week because it was the first normal episode we'd had, and I forgot. Sorry. <laughs> we were sent some cans of Go Mate uh, Yerba Mate drinks, and they, they're aimed at gamers as a, a energy-style drink, but they're safe for pregnant people and children, um, which most things like Sneak aren't. They, they say explicitly do not... <laughs> Drink if you're pregnant, type stuff. Go, mate. Go, mate. Have a awake version, which gives you energy, and relax, which helps you wind down. I've not had that in my experience. It's it's maybe given me a bit of energy, the awake one, but the relaxed one. It's just well, I'm not going to drink that in the middle of the day, am I? So I'm winding down for the night anyway. They taste like tea, but not great tea. What, like an English tea? Like what we would consider tea? Or, because you get like fruit teas and well, that, it's, it's stevia tea infusion in the ingredients, whatever that means. Um, it it has it has an essence of a breakfast tea, but it's, it's not. Yeah. Oh. The awake one is lemon flavoured and the relaxed one is passion fruit. I cannot tell either of those flavours in those drinks. Just this kind of tea thing you can get 12 cans for 29 pounds i mean if you're looking for something that's safe to have around kids and pregnant people then check it out oh god i I never heard that energy drinks are inappropriate for pregnant people like i think i mean pretty unsafe for everyone aren't they really Well, I know Sneak says uh, do not drink more than two of these in a day. You can have like your usual cups of coffee alongside them, but do not drink like three of these a day. It will kill you. <laughs> okay, it doesn't say it will kill, but they want to say that. They just probably not allowed to put it on the pack. It's not suitable for pregnant people. It's not suitable for children. It's not suitable for people with diabetes. But the GoMate is suitable for all those people. We'll make your baby have a third arm. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I think it, what they probably mean is, did you probably kill your baby? Yeah, if it would give your baby a third arm, then like, why not just do it? It's it feels like an asset to have a third arm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the third arm can only improve. Yes, but GoMates will not give you uh, give anyone a third arm, at least from what I can tell. There we are. <laughs> Sold it. Give us money. They didn't pay for this. They just sent a free sample. I said I'd talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. It's got it's got uh, New Tropics, which is this this group of naturally occurring plants that do wonders for your brain, apparently. But as I said, I. I didn't notice any difference. When I have a sneak energy drink, I notice that I've got energy with the GoMate. It's just, I've just had a drink. <laughs> it might give me energy. I just, I haven't been able to, to tell overly much. Yeah. Were you just energetic those days already and you're not sure? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've only got six of each can. So there's only, if I drank them throughout a week and 
monitored my energy levels throughout the whole week, then maybe, but I ain't got time to do that. She just drank all six cans immediately and just didn't know what to do. I mean, it doesn't say I can't. diary or something. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a bit hard telling if, like, something that's supposed to wake you up or help you sleep is doing that. Yeah, it might be a bit of a placebo. Yeah, I I don't generally find it difficult to fall asleep. So if it's helped me relax, then, well, I haven't noticed it helped me relax because I, I don't find it difficult yeah, to relax and go to sleep. Yeah. But anyway, this past week we had Developer Direct from Xbox and Bethesda, as I mentioned earlier. They announced, well, they showed off some trailers for Minecraft Legends, Forza Motorsport, the new one, not the original one, the Elder Scrolls Online Necrom, and Redfall. And they also announced and released Hi-Fi Rush. Did either of you get a chance to play that? Uh, Yeah, I I completed the game three times. (laughs) Well, I did play it. And it's all right. It's not. It's not a bad game. You play this guy who's. It's. It's like a dystopic future where there's a robot factory the size of a city, and this guy goes in, gets a robot arm, and through comical mishaps, get, also gets an MP3 player implanted in his chest, and thus can feel the beat of the city and everything. He notices that everything reacts to that beat, such as elevators and enemy attacks. It's a third-person action-adventure game, and yeah, as, as I say, it's, it's not bad. It's on PC and Xbox XS, free on Game Pass if you have that. Yeah, well, what I did notice is it's, I mean, if you don't have Game Pass, it's quite cheap to buy. Oh, I yeah. Like, I think it's only like is it 25, 26 quid or something. It's like half the price of a regular game. I mean, I I know it it itself is not like a full game, but you don't often see games released from studios like that that are so cheap. So maybe that's why a lot of people are playing it, because I've had a look. Review, everyone's just giving it like 10 out of 10. Everywhere's just like 10 out of 10. GameGrin.com hasn't. Oh, have we not? What did we give did, it? Did, did we give it a 1? We haven't. The, the, We've been edgy. The, um... The review won't be ready by the time you're listening to this, so stay tuned to GameGrim.com. Oh. It's higher than a 5, but less than a 10. Oh, all those numbers. Oh, that's that's most games. You, you, just, you just made the most <laughs> generic prediction, didn't you? <laughs> Mal, I was curious when you said it's not, not a full game. Uh, how long to beat reckons it's 10.5 hours... Alright. Uh, twelve if you twelve or thirteen if you're going for like all the secrets and stuff. Yeah. That's that's not a bad size. It's... No, that's pretty that's better than what I heard. I didn't uh, check how long to beat to be honest. I just looked at some videos and stuff on it on YouTube. Well, yeah, um, if, if you're creating content for it, you're gonna rush through it. Yeah. Someone did mention it it, it was about eight, eight hours max. But I mean that that's literally me just going off one video. I, I no no concept beyond that. Uh, but yeah, that, that's pretty good if if you can get, what do you say, 12 hours or summit if you get everything per yeah. playthrough. Yeah, because it, it encourages multiple playthroughs anyway, I believe, does it? So, 
yeah, yeah. I passed by one door and tried to get in, and this character yeah. says, oh, well, we can't get in it now. We'll come back to it later. Yeah, so, I mean, even that 12 hours, you just times that by however many playthroughs you ultimately need, don't you? So, really, I suppose it is a full a full game. And the good news is it's available on fanatical.com forward slash question mark ref equals game grin. Get an affiliate link in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when we did the direct, I had to go back and watch it because I was writing when that one come on. I'm going to be honest, this is probably really horrible, but I saw the drawn style and that just immediately put me off. I was just like, nope, I'm just going to carry on writing. I'm not even going to fucking listen to this. Aww. One thing that stood out to me is that the gameplay was nice and smooth, but every time it showed a cutscene, it was like 30 frames per second. It absolutely tanked the frame rate. Yeah, I, I don't know if it was a stylistic choice. It's a weird one if it was, but on the whole, it's, it's not a bad game. It's worth a look, especially if you've got if you've got Game Pass. A lot of games still do that anyway, don't they still have? I mean, it depends how well you can sort of blend it in, but don't a lot of them still keep 30 FPS for like uh, cutscenes and things anyway? If you're going for 4K f- visuals, then yeah, it does lower the frame rate. Yeah. I don't have a 4K TV, so I don't bother. I, I mean, I, I've got a big TV, but I mean, I'm not rich. Probably got about 480p on it. I only got a HD TV after they stopped selling 3D TVs, so yeah, 3D. I, I skipped an entire <laughs> type yeah. of television. Yeah, back in my day, you just get one of them big square efforts, big 4.3. That's all you needed. There was a PC Gamer article doing the rounds on Twitter. The The tweet related to it was basically, oh, well, since Beyonce does surprise drops of albums and, and Bethesda's done this surprise drop, more games should definitely do it. And people kicking off, oh, well, indie games can't do that because they don't have £4,000 to, to spend on banner ads. And and it's like, well, clearly the tweet's summing it up. The article probably mentions that more AAA titles should do this because I I agree with that. Yeah. But didn't, isn't that what killed the Sega Saturn? I know I'm getting back a few years, like, but <laughs> didn't they just unveil it one day and then no one bought it because no one knew it was coming out? No, the problem with the Sega Saturn was that... I mean, the PS1 existed as well, I know, but and it was cheaper, but, I, you know. Uh, well, <laughs> quite famously, Sony came out straight after Sega Saturn. Yeah, Sega uh... did theirs and said, just... 200 and then walked off. Yeah, that bloke just walks up with his little suit on, doesn't he? He's just like 299 and then just walks off or something like that. Yeah, just, yeah. His name's a cheaper price and then just leaves. <laughs> and that's been Sony's policy ever since. But the reason Sega Saturn failed is because in the West they just didn't want to promote it because they were all Sega Japan games. Sega America weren't allowed to do anything that they wanted to do. And the Mega Drive was already in so many houses. They had the 32X that they were still trying to sell. It was just too much. Too... Up, no one who had a sound. Yeah, I, I even said that on Twitter like last year, year before. I've never met anyone who had a Saturn at the no. time. No. My they've, friend they've had, had it every since. Going at the time. He had everything. Didn't have a Saturn. <laughs> I was, you know, 
at the time, I didn't think really much of it. But looking back now, I'm like, he had everything. Didn't have a Sam. Strange. Yeah, it's kind of telling that. Anyway, back to modern times. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, what, what do you think? Should more AAA titles say, yeah, this is out now, Game Pass? <laughs> or, or games with PlayStation Plus, whatever it's called? I think it's an interesting move, isn't it? I mean, I don't know. I, I, I Personally, I like to plan a little bit. I like to know when someone's coming out, and I'm like, right, I'm going to make a little bit of space for that thing. If it just got dropped, I think I'd... If it happened all the time, if it became the norm where they were like, oh, mm. this game come out today, right now, probably have an aneurysm or something. Like, <laughs> when, when do I play that, though? I'm already playing something else. <laughs> so, so, for so me, if... not so much. But it might, it might be a nice change to what has been industry standard up until now of, you know. Seven years of Hogwarts Legacy trailers. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, just just like and now, like we're at the point now where they announce stuff when it's an idea in someone's head. You know, there's like no middle ground. It either gets announced on the day or someone announces it eight years before it's coming out. Just you know. Yeah, yeah. There's there's too many. Oh, this company has announced that they're working on this a title based in this IP. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ubisoft are working on a Star Wars game and. <laughs> I know. I want, when they've made some of it, or most of it, I want to know then. I mean, how, how many years have we been waiting for Beyond Good and Evil 2? Too many. All the years. I'm going to be honest, I've not played the first one, but I, I know it's been one of them things. And, and Ubisoft like basically said they're just going to keep... Re- we'll release it soon, and then it never happens, and it just like go dormant for years. Or are they actually releasing it now? Gors, do you have uh, anything to say about this topic? I mean, I think releasing it just suddenly can definitely backfire, I think. But I'm 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 not completely against it. It's just like this was the big event and they announced a game and that worked out, but if it's like I think we covered some uh, indie event and there was a game uh about a bear that they basically showed off and said, oh yeah, now it's out. But I can't imagine that many people played that, you know? I mean, last couple of years, there's been so many bear-related games. <laughs> it, it was the bear game about saving environment, I think. It was something bear game. It wasn't bear and breakfast, that was something else. No, it was about the bear lumberjack. Yeah, I seem to remember that. Yeah, and I guess that's a bit different because it's a, an indie game. But also, it's I thought like I could tell you about a thousand indie games that you never heard of. They like you never heard of. They might have been released in the past, but the past, but like to you, it would be oh, that game just appeared. But, like, you won't play it because many people play games like that are only that have like high profile, I guess. That, like, oh, this is the new hot thing, play this. Especially true with uh, like content creators, influencers, is that they won't, they will usually play stuff that will like get them views. Shock. 
so it's yeah like with hi-fi rush it will ro- work out but with something else even if it's uh like a game released by a big developer like it could backfire like there are games that are advertised and are advertised badly so no one knows what it is about and like the game comes out no one plays it no one gets the game look is definitely involved in it it's just got to be appealing right then and there and then i think people just jump on a bandwagon don't they like so it could backfire just as easily if if that doesn't happen. Yeah, I think a cop-out answer would be, oh, you just need to do it right. But, like, there's not one right way to do it. It's like there's not a, one right way to develop a game. There's so many things that can go wrong, so many things that can go right during game development itself. And marketing a game is similar. Too true. Well, on that note, um, I think we've reached the end of our podcast. Thank you for joining me, Goz and Niall. Thank you for having me. No problem. Thank you for listening to the Greencast, and better yet, thank you for subscribing wherever you found this episode. You can find more from us on GameGreen.com, finding us on social media, or listening to the Pals Anime Lounge podcast. And until next time, game on.